guys, this is your host Ola and welcome to the All Things Money podcast where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing and everything else in between. A question I get asked a lot by you guys when you're looking to purchase your very first home is whether or not you should consider opening up a lifetime ISA to help you on your money saving journey towards a house deposit. Because of this, I am joined with Ben, head of Beehive Money to discuss lifetime ISAs in today's episode. Hi, Ben. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm great, Ola. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Very excited to have you on today as well. Please introduce yourself to everyone listening. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Ben, head of Beehive Money. Uh, Before becoming head of Beehive Money, I was a senior manager for mortgages at the Nottingham Building Society. So mortgages and and house buying really are my thing. Amazing. This is why I have to have you on because... Like I said before we even started recording, I feel like mortgages is such a hot topic. House buying, all of it is something I get asked about all the time. So, yeah. So for those who don't even know Beehive Money, what actually is it? It's super excited to know that Beehive Money, it's the digital brand from the Nottingham Building Society, which itself is over 170 years old as a building society, which... Yeah, it's, it's basically a bank, but without shareholders to pay. So anyone listening, you know, doesn't know about mutuality. That, in essence, is what it's about. You know, we operate on a mutual model, uh, which means that we put our profits back into the society and our teams and our communities. You know, we launched the Beehive app last year. Uh, this It's been a super exciting couple of years developing it. You know, it's helping our members save for a brighter future with you know, easy-to-use digital functionality, ethical savings products like the home by a lifetime ISA. Uh, The app's got loads of cool tools and features to help our savers reach their savings goals, such as a savings goals tracker. Uh, We've also got a marketplace, which includes in-app access to mortgage advice from our partner, Mortgage Advice Bureau, uh, which we're really excited about the partnership with those guys. Basically, we just really want to help our members buy their first homes as soon as they're able to. We've been doing it for over 170 years as the Nottingham Building Society, and now we're just doing it digitally for our members. Yes, and I have downloaded the Beehive Money app, um, and it is a really, really good, easy-to-use app. So, guys, if you haven't already got Beehive Money, then I really highly consider um, you guys downloading it. But we'll talk about that later on as well. But obviously, we are covering the topic of lifetime ISAs in today's episode. So let's start with the very basics. What actually is a lifetime ISA? Yeah, of course. Uh, let, let's go through the basics first. A, a lifetime ISA, it's, it's, well, it's a, a government-backed savings account, which mm-hmm. is really important. It offers savers 25%. I mean, where do you get that? A 25% mm-hmm. bonus on up to £4,000 each year. Yeah, it could be used to buy your first home, which is what we're talking about today, or it can be used if you're saving for retirement as well. You can use it for both. If you haven't got a license yet and you're 18 to 39 and you're looking to save for your first home, it could just be that really ideal boost mm-hmm. to your deposit that you're looking for. Yeah, and like you said, you said an extra 25%. You don't get that on any savings account <laughs> anywhere in the UK. Like 25% is like a good hefty amount of free money. So obviously you have that benefit, but what are the other benefits of using a lifetime ISA? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I said before, it's government backed. So, you know, you get the usual perks with uh, with ISIS, you know, which means it's tax free. Uh, and it's, it's now it's part of the 20,000 total uh, annual ISA allowance that everybody has. Mm-hmm. Now that that runs from the 6th of April each year. So you're 4,000 for your lifetime ISIS part of that 20,000. So you can still 
even with a lysa, maximize the rest of your ISA allowance within other types of ISA products, which is really useful. Boosted with a 25% bonus from the government, which we just shouted about, mm-hmm. uh, which means, yeah, essentially a thousand pound a year in bonuses alone, right up until the age 50. And on top of that, you earn interest as well, which like I've mentioned before, is tax-free because it's in an ISA. Yeah. Lots of wins. Yeah, lots, lots. And I have my very own lifetime ISA, which I put money into every month. Um, But I know there are some things people also need to bear in mind before opening one up. So would you be able to just kind of explain that as well as what people should consider before opening up a lifetime ISA? Yeah, let's get into the details and help people with this then. So you can only use the license by your first home fund your retirement from the age of 60 or both. So that, that's really important. But it's mm-hmm. great, you know, because it gives you purpose behind your savings. You know, you know what you're saving for and why you're yeah. saving, which, you know, when you're looking to build a deposit to buy your house, it's just super great to have that, that level of focus. But withdrawing for pretty much any other reason at all will mean that you will be subject to a 25% government charge. Yeah. We administer that for customers, but it's a government charge. Uh, and as a result you've got to do the math but as a result of that it means that you you know you'll get back less than you put in originally um, mm-hmm. so, so it's all about you know being super focused and, and the purpose of your savings being absolutely clear if you use the last to buy your first home absolutely leave the account open keep saving until you're 50 and it mm-hmm. can be you know really smart you know savings account to complement you know your wider retirement plans it'll be then available for you to withdraw when you're 60 and from that point you can withdraw that as part of your retirement savings and without the penalty and you know retiring sounds like a long way off particularly if, in, if you're in the middle of saving to buy your first house but it, it's a really useful tool to have in, in in your pocket so we find most customers do keep the account open once they bought that house and just it's just available there for them as an option as i mentioned earlier on last deposits they do count towards your annual annual ISA allowance which today is 20,000 but 4,000 of that 20 can be used for your lifetime ISA what else can I tell you Ola? <laughs> you have to have your lifetime ISA open 12 months before you can buy your first home yeah that's an important one it is really important because if you mm-hmm. if you're planning on buying your first house you'll have a, a you know, a good idea of when you think you might be in a position to do that. And, and, and that's great. But if, it, if it's going to be soon, open your lifetime ISA and pay into your lifetime ISA as yeah. soon as possible. So that 12 month clock starts ticking um, and it's paying in to your LISA, which starts the clock. And that's really important uh, for, for people to have sight of. And if you, like I mentioned, if you buy, if you do withdraw for that 12 month period, uh, again, the 25% government charge does stand. Um, but essentially, the, the headline, the highlight is every four pounds you save, you get a pound bonus from the government. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. So if you're putting yeah. in four thousand pounds each financial year, you get an extra thousand pounds, and that's five grand towards your house. So, like I said, you don't get that anywhere on any savings account. So it's really, you know, it's a good way of saving for your first house, but also, like you kind of said, Ben, like there's obviously things you need to consider. So obviously, if you're not planning on purchasing your first house, you're not planning to save for retirement, even though you should be, definitely don't consider a lifetime ISA. But yeah, no, it's very good to kind of know the ins and outs of that before people kind of decide to open one up. Yeah, yeah, completely, Ola. So when I have my lifetime ISA, what kind of house can I buy if I'm using one? Yeah, good question. You buy a big house, a little house, a medium house, uh, <laughs> any, any, anything. Yeah, and that, that's the cool thing about buying and not renting, isn't it? Is you can, you know, you can buy a house which suits you and, and do things to the house that make it yours. But mm-hmm. uh, playing really, Ola. Um, 
it, it's again it's super important to understand some of these some of these ins and outs i don't think it's too restrictive our customers don't tell it's too restrictive but it's important to understand that, that the value of the house can only go up to four hundred and fifty thousand pounds mm-hmm. when you're looking to purchase and you must purchase in conjunction with the mortgage yeah which I mean, it's challenging buying a house, isn't it? Even even with a even with a mortgage, buying a house for the first time buy without a mortgage. Well, you know, high five, you know, those guys <laughs> that those guys that do. Uh, but you must be taking a mortgage at the same time. Uh, and yeah. when you go through that process, we'll help you with that. Your conveyance will help you with that. They'll marry your lifetime ISO with your mortgage. So don't 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 worry about the technicalities and all yeah. that. There's plenty of people in that process that are there to you know to help you guys when you do it uh and so and, and finally the house must be your house that you're living in so if you're looking to buy a house as an investment for for, for, for letting out let's say then then that's a super cool idea but your lifetime ISO won't be suitable for that so it's a house that you're going to live in that you're going to buy with a mortgage and the value of the house is up to four hundred and fifty thousand pound you know a few few things just to keep in mind yeah, no, thank you for touching on buy to let properties because I actually recorded an episode about this a month or so ago now. And I feel like a lot of people want to purchase their very own investment property. I would love to in the future, but I'm really glad you touched on the fact that you wouldn't be able to use a lifetime ISA for all that. So guys, if you're listening, please bear that in mind again. So if you're looking to purchase your very first property as an investment property, and a lifetime ISA probably isn't for you. Brilliant. So I know there may also be a few people listening that may be looking to purchase their very first home with a friend or partner. Me and my friend joke about how we're going to purchase like a flat in Manchester together. That's like the dream. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if there are people planning to buy property with someone else, can they both use their lifetime ISA together? Yeah, this is where it gets super cool. You know, like we've talked about, the challenges of buying your first house are are, are high, aren't they? You know, you need yeah. super help. And that's what, we're to do, well, that's what we're here to do is to help. Um, one of the best ways you can help yourself is by buddying up, whether it's with a partner or a friend, however it may be. And then essentially everything that I've just told you, which is great about a lifetime ISA, just doubles. Amazing. You can join up. Two people can buy a house together, both with a lifetime ISA and your, your conveyancer will marry them up together and you get all the perks twice over. So yeah, really cool idea to do. If you if you plan on buying a house with somebody else, then get them get them definitely on board with the lifetime ISA. Uh, all the standard rules we talked about in terms of eligibility, eighteen to, aged eighteen to thirty nine, all that sort of stuff still applies. But otherwise, yeah, double up where you can. Amazing. And will the same limit apply, or would that um, limit double? Just because I know that was a question I got asked a few months back. You both not affect, you both not affected by the other. So you can invest. Each of you can invest four thousand a year in it and earn a thousand pound bonus. Uh, so essentially, that'd be two thousand pounds bonus between the both of you each tax year. You know, that's what's up for grabs for you. Yeah, no, brilliant, Ben. And like you said, so guys, if you're looking to purchase a house with a friend or a partner, make sure they jump on a lifetime ice because they are seriously missing out on this like free cash. And I like was back in lockdown. I made my friend open up her lifetime ice. So we went on our way to purchase our dream flat in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> So I actually personally have a stocks and shares lifetime ISA, which tends to confuse people sometimes because they're like, wait, you've got stocks and shares ISA, you've got a lifetime stocks, lifetime ISA, stocks and shares ISA. Would you please be able to explain the difference between cash lifetime ISA and a stocks and shares lifetime ISA? I'll, I'll give it a go, Ola, and then you can ask me <laughs> questions and anything I don't, I don't cover. So yeah, stocks and shares ISAs, you'll see them around. There's plenty on the market, but not specifically even lifetime ISAs. It's just stocks and shares ISAs as a whole. Mm. What they do is they, they invest into funds. And what that essentially means is that your returns can go up, but also can go down. Uh, with a stocks and shares lifetime ISA, you, you still receive your bonus from the government, 
but the, but that bonus is also included in the balance that you're investing and therefore the total amount that you've got there invested into the funds with the rest of your funds could also be at risk too yeah. it's really important to understand that a cash lifetime ISA, however, is where you're saving SIP with your provider, whether that be Beehive Money or another, and you can earn interest on that. It's been set by the provider themselves, and your government bonus will also be paid into that account and earn interest. And there's 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 no risk, therefore, that your fund or your your balance will reduce. Yeah. Your savings rate, your savings will go up as you de- as you deposit, and the interest will be will, and the bonus will will be applied on top of that. Uh, now the interest rates can be variable, and Beehive Money the interest rate is is variable, so the interest rate could go up as well as down. Yeah. But your savings won't. Your savings will will remain at least where they are, plus your deposits, plus your bonuses, plus your interest, and that is what's safe. Amazing. No, thank you for breaking that down because yeah, I've got stocks and shares lifetime ISA, and people are like, oh, I didn't know that existed. So yeah, there's so many options out there, guys. It's just working out your kind of desired level of risk. Like Ben said, you know, if you're using a stocks and shares lifetime ISA, then, you know, your money can go up and down. Whereas with a cash lifetime ISA, pretty much certain that your money's going to be the same, apart from the added interest, which again can fluctuate, but again, that's free cash on top of the 25% government bonus. So that is something to bear in mind. So obviously we have a lifetime ISA, but I know there's lots of people that have heard of the term helped by ISA, and loads of people I know, they knew the Help to Buy ISA was ending, put their £1 in, and now are stuck with a Help to Buy ISA. But I've also heard the term of lifetime ISA. So what are some of the differences between the two? Yeah, there's, there's plenty, Ola. Um, I mean, I'll start with the first obvious one, really, which is you, you can't get a Help to Buy ISA anymore. Uh, yeah. They're no longer... <laughs> No longer available on the market. Uh, your lifetime ice, if you're starting afresh now, is is the option is the option for you. Yeah. Uh, however, you know there's plenty of people out there that have got a help to buy ISA, um, and if you have one, you can carry on paying into that help help to buy ISA right up until November 2029. So they'll be around okay. for some time, and with those accounts, you can claim the 25% bonus right up until November 2030. So you will. We hear about them still, we'll be hearing about them for years to come. So it's really good to keep talking about them to really distinguish them from the lifetime ISA. Now, the differences beyond that do get quite technical. It's really important to understand for those customers that have got one, have got an option to maybe look at an alternative. And firstly, it's the savings amount. So with a help to buy ISA, you're restricted to only being able to save £200 a month into that help to buy. So do some simple math. That's not as as much as what you can save into a lifetime ISA, which is thousand pounds a year uh, as the maximum now you can still get the bonus with the help to buy and that to get the bonus up to twelve thousand pound whereas with the lifestyle the maximum you can save again if you do the math of between 18 and 50 32 years is way up to 128,000. so i think i think when the lifetime ISA was designed i think there was clearly a desire to be you know be more generous help people more in terms of what they're trying to do with their yeah. With, with buying their first house so you know great development i guess from help to buy moving into a moving into a lifetime isa uh, so the help to buy bonus as well is important to understand because with a help to buy isa the bonus is paid after you've completed the house purchase whereas with a lifetime isa bonus is paid every month every time you put me you make a deposit and therefore the bonus is available for you to actually use to fund the actual deposit and the purchase itself. Now, this has caught quite a few people out because you've Mm. got to buy your house with the cash and have the cash available. And then after that, you then you then get the bonus. And and it was one of those quirks, I think, with the help to buy ISO that they wanted to address with the lifetime ISO. 
when you're saving to buy your first house, you need every penny you can get to fund the deposit itself, not yeah. get not get the bonus later. <laughs> exactly that, exactly that. Like not to buy the sofa because you actually need the house before you can purchase the sofa. <laughs> exactly. There must have been some pretty good sofas being bought with these bonuses. <laughs> you get through that whole thing, you scrape yeah. together, you buy your house and you, you get over the line and then all of a sudden you get a bonus check land. And I'm sure it was really nice, but you probably then didn't spend that bonus on what you were probably going to spend it on if you got it before buying the house. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So they've addressed that with a lifetime ISA, really. Bonuses are paid, you know, up front and you can use it to, you can use it to buy. Uh, there's a few other things to compare it as well. And there's a full comparison of the two types of accounts on our blog. Uh, I can pass you the link, Ola. You can share that with with your listeners. Yeah. Um, and you can check it out on, on the Beehive Money website. You know, the ISO or LISA, which is better article on there, gives you a lot more insights um, than I've given you. But hopefully that gives you a, a good high-level view on the differences between the two. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I do know there's lots of people that have always come up to me and ask, should I be switching over for my help to buy ISA to a lifetime ISA? And obviously... I can't make that decision for you guys, but as Ben kind of listed the differences, you can tell that, you know, with a lifetime ISA, you can put in more money, you can save for even longer. You also don't have a cap on your saving on the amount of government bonus that you can have, whereas in the help to buy ISA, there is. So yeah, there's lots to weigh up, but just know that the lifetime ISA is an option should you want to switch. But Ben, if people have a help to buy ISA right now and would like to switch over to a lifetime ISA, how can they go about doing so? Yeah, good point, Ola. Uh, those customers aren't held or bound to their help by ISA. They, mm-hmm. they, do have, they do have some options, but let's understand what they are and how that works. So they're similar, but they're not the same accounts. Yeah. So essentially, the, the decision to make is to uh, whether you want to close your help to buy ISA, get those deposits back uh, under your control into your own bank account, and then use those deposits to fund your new lifetime ISA. And really, the decision you're making there is it's really dependent on how much do you have in your help to buy ISA and how long do you think you'll be saving to, to buy your first house? Because you're only going to be able to put £4,000 of that help to buy deposit back into a lifetime ISA once you've got it into your account each tax year. So that's really important to, to kind of gauge in that in that decision making. But, but if you think you've got the right amount in your help to buy ISA and sufficient time between now and buying your first house to make that transition... It's a really good option because like we talked about, you'll see the bonuses landing in your lifetime. Yeah. So you'll have more control of your money at that point of buying your house. So it's one of those things that each individual's got to weigh up and consider themselves. But there's, you know, there's some really good rational ways to make that decision right for each of you, really. Yeah. Now, if you want, you can still hold both accounts if you want to. Now, you don't need to close your help to buy ISA. You can open a lifetime ISA as well, but you can't use them both and get used the bonuses for both. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, at, at, at buying your first house. So essentially what you'd be looking at doing there is using your help to buy, to buy your first home, but you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to withdraw from your lifetime ISA at the same time for the same reason. You'll be using your lifetime ISA to fund your retirement. Yeah. So that's fine as well. And we do see customers with both, but I think what's clear there is one is to buy a house and the other one is to retire. Mm-hmm. So it's all about purpose. Why am I saving? What am I doing it for? Being really clear on that. And I think most people make the right decision. 
Yeah, no, thank you for that. Because yeah, I think people think once they've got their help to buy us, they're kind of stuck and tired with it. And I think they get scared because where it no longer exists, they're like, okay, well, I'm going to stick with it. And that's my only option. But yeah, like Ben said, you can switch over from help to buy ISA to a lifetime ISA. I know so many people that have done it. They've also told me that the process literally takes a few minutes. So if you do have some spare time to look at the different lifetime ISA options out there, then please do. Obviously, we'll talk about Beehive Money and their app in a moment as well. And that's also a great alternative option. So yeah, don't feel like you're stuck to help to buy ISA forever. So please look at the different options. And like Ben said, you can have both. Um, my plan with my lifetime ISA is to hopefully purchase my very first home. And then once I've used the money in that, continue using my lifetime ISA to um, fund my retirement because I want to retire early. So <laughs> that's my plan. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Ben. This was honestly such a useful breakdown on the topic of lifetime ISIS, a topic that certainly needed to be covered on the podcast because it's always asked um, in my DMs on Instagram. So yeah, thank you so much. No problem. It's been great talking to you, Olo, and, and talking to your listeners. Good luck with your dream of buying a flat in Manchester. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, though, if anyone would like to download the Beehive Money app to help them save their first home, where can they go to do so? Well, check us out first of all on beehivemoney.co.uk. Find out all about Beehive Money itself. Exciting proposition um, <laughs> for first-time buyers. Uh, or you can head straight to the app stores. We'll, we'll, we're on Google Play and we're also uh, on the app store. Download the app and register there. And, and, and again, find out everything you need to know about Beehive Money. Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much, Ben. And hopefully you guys have found this helpful too. Thank you, Ola. Thank you, Ben. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the All Things Money podcast. For more All Things Money, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast and make sure you tune back in next week.